Lady, the problem isn't in my pants. Bexman. So what about that lube and the oven mitt? What? <laughs> what? You said the whole <laughs> hand, right? I don't whole... know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, now he doesn't know. I really don't. He wouldn't shut up about it a minute ago. <laughs> Who puts lube in an oven mitt? No, you use the oven mitt to keep the lube off your hand. That's how you what? described it to us in detail. I really didn't. So welcome to this issue of Mex Men. I'm Tony. I'm Justin. I am Devin, and I specifically said butcher's gloves. He <laughs> <laughs> messed up on that a little bit. But today on this issue of X-Men, we're going to be going through all new X-Men, issues 6 through 11. Yeah. Yes. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, I'd, I'd say what episodes we're doing, and then, like, when you guys come in and you say something, and... I did. We Is said that, yeah. yeah we normally, I thought we normally say yes. You guys have gotten really good at this. And so. we're not getting worse at all. See? Were you Spanish? Speaking Spanish over there? No, no, I've, I've yes and ended him. Oh, okay. Is that an S-I or an S-E-E? Or just a letter C. So the S-C-C won't let me be. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both. Uh, also, we, I mean, there is some X-Men related news, right? Rogue? Yeah. Rumored? It's not news. It's fake news. You're fake news. Probably. Are you just Nobody's hating on, like, you don't want it to be the case because um, you know how that story ends I've with Carol read, getting owned? I've literally read everything, and there, it's a rumor. I, I said rumor. That's not news. I can make a rumor right now. Tell that to all the news sites that have posted this rumor. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, one person posted it, then everybody posted it. But it's rumored that uh, the villain of uh, Captain Marvel 2 is going to be Rogue. Which, it'd also be cool if they add Mystique into this. I 100% called that like a year and a half ago. I think it'd be Mystique and not Rogue, to be honest. It said an X-Men villain, and then it was jumped to conclusion. So, Rogue... Well, Rogue started as a villain. Well, yeah, but it doesn't really make sense to bring Rogue in for two. It makes no sense at all. Really. Unless like, Mystique's pulling the strings of Rogue. It does, if they realize... Vis-a-vis they... X-Men Evolution. Okay. Your more... use of the word phrase vis-a-vis aside marvel uh as the mcu they tend to always throw in like little not quite easter eggs but like continuity mashups that you won't even necessarily think about right away like what an obvious one is like wanda and pietro are bad guys first even though they're not like bad bad and then they switch within the same movie so they don't have a history of being villains they're at least on the side of the bad guy initially. Yeah. Um, and like Hawkeye, they did the same thing. Like he's the guy who gets corrupted by brain control with a Loki pokey stick. That's what I you're going with. I never heard it called that. No, I think he <laughs> Loki. He had the stick and he poked people and he yeah. turned them into his little. We minions. know what you're turn, talking they about. Turn around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> Loki pokey. Uh, so uh, I swear we get better. Don't turn the show off right now. <laughs> this is quality. What are you talking about? So, you know, uh, I would imagine, like, Rogue would be a bad guy if they introduced her. And, yeah, she'd be on Mystique's side. And then within the movie, she'd be a good guy, probably. Well, yeah, that makes sense. It just doesn't make sense for Captain Marvel 2, in my opinion. Sure it does. Get Carol right out of there. That's why it makes so sense. So fast. 
we take offense to your hatred of Carol. It's like, oh yeah, we sold over a billion dollars. You're out. Yeah, well, she beat my boy to death in Civil War Two, and I have not forgiven her. Yeah, well, for he's already awful. dead, and you need to get over it. Who's your boy? Captain, Tony Stark. Or, yeah. Wait, what'd you say? Tony's. Can you repeat that? <laughs> Tony Stark. All right, you heard it here first. Yeah, I Trash. like Iron Man. This guy, <laughs> he's Fantastic. a traitor. <laughs> I'm not saying he's right with AVX. Cyclops always supersedes Tony Stark. Okay, good. You redeemed yourself. No. No. <laughs> no, it makes sense for like a Captain Marvel 3. So it would also make sense somebody did bring up that it would be Mystique who shows up and then Rogue would make an appearance but not be the actual villain and Mystique would be the villain. Or if it's Rogue but really Mystique the whole time. Well, it being Marvel, I I would almost promise that it would be like, some fight between uh, Rogue and Captain Marvel's going on. Rogue, like, absorbs all the powers out of Captain Marvel. Uh, and then, like, realizes through, like, taking Carol's powers and her memories, realizes that Mystique's actually a bad guy and turns on Mystique. Or, if they don't... Well, the reason why I didn't think it would happen in 2 is because how that storyline ended is she's in a coma. And that's not going to happen. Unless she goes li- and lives with the X-Men. Uh, or they decide we were wrong. We really shouldn't have Captain Marvel. What's with your hate motor for Carol, man? Yeah. I've already expressed it. So It's just relentless is all. It's because she stood up too many times. <laughs> That's your only reason. You hate her because you've watched her stand up too so many times. times. She stood up so many times. How dare she? Oh, what are you fucking gonna start bitching about Ludacris next? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just telling people to stand up. She listened so many times. <laughs> yeah, all she's doing is listening to Ludacris. You gonna blame her for being a Luda fan? Can't I mean, at this point, that. maybe a little bit. No, that last album was dope. Hey, that uh, was in the '90s, bro. She listened to him in the '90s. <laughs> in the 2000s. <laughs> the Captain Marvel took place in the '90s. Oh yeah, <laughs> she listened to Ludacris before it was cool. <laughs> Before it was before the song was out, yeah, he has a demo. But also, it could be it could be like she does fight Rogue, but doesn't get put in a coma, so that would make sense. It just gets like <laughs> fucked up because they wouldn't cash her out right now. It's too early. Or dwarfs are, you know what? Toss I, her aside. I can see that, like because Rogue takes so much of her power, she still has power, but not as much. So she's a more interesting character. So because, it's kind of reverse because Rogue took her power and she got more powerful because she came back as binary, but she's already binary. So it could knock her to her Captain Marvel status, basically. Yeah. Or like she gets knocked back down to Miss Marvel. But I'm not saying you demote her in the thing. I'm saying just power levels. That's the same thing. Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, that's just a name. Yeah, she didn't uh, gain any powers going from Miss She to changed Captain. her name and got... Maybe not officially, but oh, she, she was definitely still, was doing more. She was still pretty OP as Miss Marvel. Because Spider-Man will get his ass whooped by people he shouldn't. Not whooped, but they just don't show him as powerful as he really is a lot of times. And yeah, they always explain that with Spider-Man away by like he's so afraid that he's actually gonna hurt somebody that he's throwing like baby punches. Which I heard a good statement for that. That's why he always goes against Colossus. Oh yeah, because you can just beat on him. Because he's not afraid he's gonna actually hurt them. Oh, and still get like his ass kicked. Yeah. Hey, he's <laughs> faster than Colossus though, so it's a good matchup. He's they were not the as strong, fight. but he's faster. Uh, and he still won that fight. <laughs> well, he was the last one standing. It was from, like, a kneeled crawling position, but kind of standing. <laughs> yeah, but he lost against just Juggernaut Colossus. He did. 
Yeah, that's pretty. What do you mean, just Juggernaut? <laughs> just Colossus. Juggernaut. Colossus. Well, because he was way stronger as Juggernaut Colossus Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. There's also the Cosmic Spider-Man. We can do this all day. But he wasn't yeah. Cosmic Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. And he's no longer. So Juggernaut. we're making things up now. Yeah. Oh, more X-Men news. Juggernaut series was announced. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he uh, finally going to go get those other gems or whatever? <laughs> Here's the thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. It's probably just gonna be some like agent of Krakoa thing, or, but it, and it's only like five issue miniseries. Oh, by the way, that reminds me uh, of something I gotta tell you after we record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll edit that out because <laughs> I just realized I couldn't say it on the. Uh, yeah, I because I think any character that's overpowered is ultimately uh, not interesting when you're watching a story and that's what they set her up to be was like miss cosmic can beat up whoever whenever however well, yeah but i mean so how do they have ever have attention with any villain well it's kind of the same thing they do ever with superman or flash she's obviously she's obviously going to get somebody who can compete with her i mean she just got she punched namor in the comics and he just like stood there and laughed yeah that doesn't make any sense it happens Okay, but it doesn't make any wait, sense. Wait, wait, was it underwater? Because your hand slows yeah. down a little bit. It was underwater. <laughs> All right, that explains it. He's he's in his environment. Under yeah, but seat. still Thing managed to beat him. Fucking yeah. garbage underwater. Well, and also the the way you're talking about with overpowered characters, they do the same thing with Reed Richards and Tony Stark. It's that it just, just they build something instead of uh, physically outpower somebody Iron Man suit is all of a sudden just made out of nanites and well, they have montage power. Yeah, that's why they have a smart person montage and they build the thing they need. Yeah, that's why I don't like rich characters because I mean, or being smart and rich because you can literally do anything. Yeah, prep time, Batman, anything. In uh, Zadarsky's Fantastic Four X Men crossover that he just came out with, the first issue for, he points out that like, like uh, Franklin Richards says to the thing. Isn't it convenient how Dad can solve all of the world's problems besides us? Yeah. Like, he needs your strength, and he doesn't want me to be a mutant, and somehow those are the two problems he can't seem to solve. Fucking dig at Daddy. (laughs) I know what you meant that to sound like, but... I know. It sounds like you're upset at your boyfriend, because he... (laughs) (laughs) Didn't spoil you enough this week or something. (laughs) Valentine's Day is next weekend, well, when uh, this comes out, it was two weeks ago, so I guess you have a right to be mad. <laughs> no, I think Aaron and I are both going to uh, Hooters. Nice. What is this, 2007? No, apparently. I'd go if there was one around here. <laughs> there is. like a, you. <laughs> there's this one like half an hour from here. Yeah, that's too far. Uh, you drive 45 minutes to go to the Golden Corral. I don't okay. want to hear that. Yo. That's only because my family wants me to go. I'm not going to go to Corral alone. 45-minute <laughs> drive. They're wing slap. No, they don't. Their yes, wings they are terrible. Do. Oh, no, they're not. Aaron and I went. It was amazing. Maybe the regular wings are good. Their boneless wings taste like fried asshole. Oh, well, no. Don't get boneless wings. I've never been to Hooters, to be honest. Those are just chopped up tenders that are then fucking deep fried. I went with a friend and he spent like forty, uh, like $45 on a tip there because oh they were nice to him. Oh, my God. One of those people. Oh, what a smile at me. Slap a 20 down. It was funny because you kept, uh, our waitress kept flirting with Aaron and like sitting close to her and stuff. And I was like, oh. I see this game. And you know what else is funny? How good all new X-Men is. <laughs> I know. I, was, I, was <laughs> I mean, I guess there are funny bits. Uh, yeah. So, episode six of all new X-Men opens with Gene having a crazy dream of, like, 
Scott and Magneto opening her bedroom door like, come on, we gotta go. They're gonna kill you. And she's like, wait, what? Get to the chopper. And then Wolverine just shows up bursting through walls and shit. And he's like, ah, stab you in the throat. In the throat, and not then she, the stomach. Yeah, <laughs> because it's her dream. She doesn't oh, know about the stomach thing. Yeah. And then, well, she should because she got Beast memories of her. Like, So she knows all of her life through Beast. She improved his way, maybe. <laughs> or maybe that's even worse. I don't know about getting stabbed in the stomach. Well, because so she doesn't around. die. She's like, oh, my God. And she's, like, looking, and, like, the phoenix forms in her eyeball. And then she wakes up. And when she wakes up, she's, like, destroyed the bedroom that turns out to be uh, Kitty's room. Like, she let her use it. I hate it when that shit happens. Yeah, I know. You let someone use your room, and then they destroy it? Yeah. With their telekinesis? I know. Even Fucking worse. assholes. It's like, hey, man, I understand that you were having a dream that a wolf stabbed you in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> a wolf man. Yeah. But well, like a short one. A wolverine man. But <laughs> that's no excuse. Closer to, to badger than wolf. But, yeah. Uh, you could say he's more like a wolverine. You could. But you said wolf, and I was like, oh, well, he's definitely not as fierce as a wolf. Maybe badger. I mean, turns with his stature. Speaking on stature, the uh, the height of drama in this issue. Oh yeah, pinnacle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lots of drama. Yeah. Uh, so she has that uh, TK event where she like blows up the room, and uh, Kitty's like. Hey, is everything okay? And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry about your room. And she's like, oh, I'm so messy. I would have never noticed anyway had I not heard it. Where's uh, Kitty staying? Should they sleep on the couch downstairs? Yeah, I don't know. Also, like, don't they have dorms? <laughs> it's a fucking mansion. Don't they have another room? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's such a weird... But it's it's uh, establishing a rapport between Kitty and uh, and Jean, like, early on of, like... You know, you you taught me when I was your age, and now I'm teaching you. Well, they built the uh, they built the mansion expecting no more mutants to ever show up, and now they have five new ones. So maybe that's why they don't have any rooms ready. If they did uh, that, then they're assholes because they went and made that school. And well, you know, never they mind. They made it, yeah. they yeah they rebuilt that school before AVX, obviously. Yeah, they they rebuilt it during. Um, uh, they rebuilt it during schism. Yeah. They're always rebuilding my school. All right, fair enough. They didn't think they were going to have more. <laughs> but. It's like one of those, instead of being smaller on the outside and bigger on the inside, it's bigger on the outside. <laughs> it's on it's the like outside. a reverse TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. All right, but they've had enough time to know that there are new mutants and that they could have. Can we remodel know. a house? Well, they built it pretty fucking quick in the first place. Wolverine was just like, I want to rebuild the school, and literally the next week there's a school. Like. Yeah, but we he's been drunk since then. <laughs> it's all that Madripoor money. It is. Uh, so, uh, Scott it gets overwhelmed by all the judgment. He goes to the cafeteria and everyone's like sort of staring at him. And he's just like, yeah, so this is weird for me. I'm going to leave. And then he steals Wolverine's motorcycle because karma. Yeah, I like that homage to the movie. Yeah. Wolverine's always taking Scott's stuff. And so he turned it around on him. Yeah, just imagine if... Young Scott got back and was like, you're out of gas. Yeah. And then right right away, Wolverine's just like, oh, I hear my motorcycle, son of a bitch. And then he goes chasing after Scott. And then right after that, uh, Gene has another uh, freak out, but this time a psychic one instead of a telekinetic one. And uh, Kitty helps her come back down off of that, which is cool because, again, it's, it's building the rapport between the two of them. 
And there was this nice little moment where after she gets her to calm down and focus on her own thoughts, and she's like, oh, so we were friends? Like, yeah, you were great. And then she's like that has that thought of like, well, sort of like I, I kind of liked you. I kind of didn't. <laughs> you were kind of a dick. <laughs> what was that? I admired you. Yeah, kind I admired of. you, kind of, yeah. And she's like, well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, so oh, you're a little. <laughs> <I can't remember>. <laughs> <laughs> you read my mind. Fuck. <laughs> she's like, my bad. Did my thoughts give away how I felt about you? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But then her explanation was you were kind of hard on me. Yeah, like <laughs> I tried to help you cook one time and you were like, no seasonings. Also, you. <laughs> That was, that was Gambit. <laughs> I, I assume it's everyone who tries to help Dean cook. She's not having it. <laughs> also, you guys just left me home alone when the monsters attacked me. Go listen to our Christmas episode to hear that story. <laughs> to hear both stories. Yeah. <laughs> so, both separate Christmas episodes. Yeah, so Scott, uh, he goes to some sort of, I guess, like a Seven Eleven quick stop type place. Quickie Mart. A Quickie Mart. Yeah. And he goes in there, and he I sees. I actually a, think it's the Circle K. All right, <laughs> uh, and he sees a magazine with himself, his older self, on it, and because he's trying to understand more, like, because he's dealing with the whole like, how could I grow up to become this guy who does all the things I right now am against, and can never imagine myself doing. Which is funny because it looks like he straight posed for that Rolling Stone magazine. Like, oh, it's not yeah. a picture that was taken, you know, from afar. It's like he. Set up a photo shoot for that. Yeah. Even though he's wanted. He's like back to back with Magneto. <laughs> and he's just got his fist crossed over in the next. Like young Cyclops does see that and he's like, oh, dope. Frame this up. Well, he, he's sort of still like the whole out of time thing, though. He's like, what's with the, why is the water in bottles? He's like, what's wrong with the water? Yeah, what happened to water? <laughs> And he was surprised that it was uh, $5 for a magazine. Yeah, she's like, $5? He's like, for a magazine? This is a nightmare. I'm barely even in it. <laughs> I'm just, can I just have a first page? <laughs> I just really want this cover. I look kind of dope. <laughs> can I take a <laughs> Which is pretty funny because yeah. it's not so far, you know, because the timeline or whatever, sliding timeline. So it's not really the 60s, but he's definitely acting like he's from the 60s. You know? Yeah, he's, they he's, do like a weird thing where they still make it like 60s-ish, even though it's been like 50 years. Well, around this time, they did a, uh, what is it, um, like first season or, or season one book that oh, was well, marketed towards uh, younger readers. Not like that? little kids, but... I read it out. Yeah, me too. But I mean, just like the stylization of how they made it 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 was just like a simpler uh concept and for the x-men season one you know you have your original five x-men but it's all modern like gene has a smartphone and shit yeah i do remember that that was weird yeah they they've done that with spider-man in uh the last few years too so what modernized his past yeah they do it with everybody except for like frank castle who's like hey man you just got changed wars but so right now frank castle's like 73 same thing with magneto he's gonna be old as shit yeah, but they've at least have explained his where like he's got a serum that makes him look younger. Did they? I thought yeah. he like got grown in a younger body or some shit. He was baby Magneto, wasn't he, for a minute or something like that? Wasn't that like House of M? No. House of M. Ass. Magneto was baby. Or Magneto? not House of M. Uh, Asteroid M. When they did somebody was babies and somebody had to, Moira had to take care of somebody. Uh, didn't the X Men get turned into babies at one point? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's. Getting turned into a dang baby around here. Babality. <laughs> Yet stupid. So uh, Scott goes to like, he checks the pockets of Logan's jacket and he pulls out this 
thick ass wad of cash. And he's like, why has he got so much fucking money? And then Wolverine just like whispers in his ears, because it's none of your damn business, kid. I like to think that he whispers <laughs> like super down. soft and like breathe really heavy in his ear. <laughs> I feel like before he even said anything, he was going, <laughs> slid his pelvis in and did that French press you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Good job referencing jokes from before we recorded. Yeah, it's called an inside joke. <laughs> yeah, you guys will never get it. You need a couple of reps of the French press. <laughs> we're just like a French press is when you take the tip of your penis and slightly press it against somebody's butthole. And they're wearing some pretty tight clothes, so I'm guessing it's not so hard to like at least the accuracy, you know? Do you think they wear cups in those? I think they should. They should, but I don't think they do. But according to some uh, artist depictions, not at all. Not at all. You're, you're straight up seeing sex. You gotta show the bulge. <laughs> Definitely showing some thongs. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Wolverine confronts him about leaving. He's like, I want you to get back on my bike and take it back to the school right now. And, like, you're giving me more trouble than the older you and all that stuff. Pulls him by his ear, which is pretty funny. I just gotta point out, though, he has such an o- overdramatic reaction to them saying how much the magazine was. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, it's four ninety nine. He's like, this place is a nightmare. Yeah, $5 for a magazine, plus tax. So uh, Wolverine's like, you're getting your ass back to the school. And he's like, (laughs) he sounds like such a little kid. He's like, why can't you just let me do what I want? (laughs) I mean, he's 15. (laughs) I know, but still. Pull me by my ear just bite him. He's like, I know he spent $5. My bad. And I was even considering getting some of that nice bottled water. I mean, it's fair, though. All he's doing is like... I mean, he did steal his motorcycle. So that was a little bad. <laughs> but, I mean, all he's doing is, like, he left the school and they're like, get back there. Yeah, he, he's not, like, running away, so to speak. He's just – because he he was in a really awkward position. He went to walk – he was walking into the cafeteria. Everyone was just staring at him, and he tried to just be like – like, I think he said something about, okay, so, like, I I don't know. I was the leader of the X-Men. For me, that was yesterday, and now – all this i don't i don't understand yeah, i'm gonna go he's used to being like four people and he's the leader and now he walks into school and it's a shitload of kids at the lunch table all staring at him yeah, yeah. everybody hates him who in a sense are way freakier mutants than he's even used to seeing yeah, yeah. he's used to globs right there he's used to his friends making fun of him for being boring yeah and now like everybody's like hey you are kind of leading the mutant revolution and also uh like when he does that at a table it's just like Younger Beast talking to older Beast. Younger uh, Bobby talking to older Bobby. Like, they're the ones who are adjusting the easiest because they have, like, their counterparts right there. And they're realizing, like, oh, okay, it's not so bad for me, at least. I mean, it kind of turns around on Iceman later. Later? Yeah. But you're you're jumping ahead. Yeah, I'm... But it's still apt. Yeah. Um, and this whole time, Warren is, like feeling abandoned and uh upset because he doesn't even want to be in that time he got outvoted he didn't even agree to put it to a vote and they're just like screw it man you're you're gonna be here so he actually he's above the school and he actually he sees when scott leaves on the motorcycle and wolverine goes to chase him um yeah also the ground spits up a person for like krakoa does it spit up a person i know it's it just like yeah it's like but it's got eyes in the mouth of burping. Yeah. Oh, that's Krakoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought you said, like, yeah, I thought I, thought I missed a person. a person. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's a Krakoa face. Well, because you know it eats people. Yeah. That was his face. 
like in the past. Um, oh, Cyclops blasted Wolverine too right before Warren saw that. Oh yeah, I, well yeah. A- after Warren saw that, he should be fine is... anyway because he's strong against ground types. Oh yeah, timeline, timeline. Yeah, timeline. <laughs> yeah, because he see. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, the book ends on Warren's perspective, but Warren's perspective is happening before the blast was. The, yeah. yeah. So, uh, we'll fix it. We'll go back and do it that way. Uh, <laughs> so Wolverine pulls Scott out of the store and he's chastising him. And, uh, Scott's like, uh, back off. Let me do what I want. And he pushes him and Wolverine doesn't budge. And he's like, ow. And he's like, yeah, unbreakable bones. And then he's giving him more shit. Uh, and then they go out toward the motorcycle and Scott's like, oh yeah, unbreakable bones. Right. And Wolverine's like, yup. And then Scott's like, hold on, let me tie my boot that has no laces. <laughs> Energy blasts, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Here's one from a, you know, Rookie. amateur. Because <laughs> I've been an X-Man three weeks. Yeah, hit him with that classic one-liner. <laughs> yeah. K. <laughs> yeah, that classic, classic one-letter. <laughs> Uh, and then, so, we go back in time now. <laughs> to, go back in time. <laughs> to Warren looking over and seeing uh, them leave. And he's like, so I'm just going to get left here. You're leaving me too, Scott? Which, like, why does Scott know that he's just hovering all sad above the school? Yeah, apparently Cyclops is, like, Warren's keeper now and has to keep him at his side. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know. But he's he's really sad. For some reason. And then... I mean, it kind of makes sense. He didn't even want to be there. And he's, like, getting forced to be there. Literally forced. I love the idea, though, that Angel is, like, the Dante from Clerks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to be in the future. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean weird because, like, of their personality types, you would expect it from, like, Scott. But Warren was the more carefree, like, you know, adventurous one, right? Like, yeah, you'd like, think he'd here. be... <laughs> I got Where's no money. Butler, <laughs> where are my riches? <laughs> well, he only really cares about himself being in the future. When he finds he really out. does, and when he uh, meets himself, he's doesn't meet himself. Yeah, exactly. So he, it's more like his future self, who is no longer himself, meets him, and he's like, "Oh, so you're me? Like from the past, and like the other past people are here. That's awesome. Let's go flying." And they go flying. And uh, that's where the issue ends, but it's it's really weird, uh, you know that that dynamic that unfolds yeah. later. I mean, that's sort of where the issue ends. It it. Oh no no yeah you, right right. Mystique giving her little finger taps against each other like hmm young, yeah I spoke X-Men. I spoke too soon because I I just looked at my notes and the last note was Mystique learns about young Scott, and that's where it ends. Yes. So yeah, and then the cover of the next one. Is uh, some weird combination of her, like, cradling his head, but also looks like she's about to snap Scott's neck. Uh, which is kind of what happens in a sense. I liked it. It's a dope cover. Metaphorically speaking. Yeah. It, that, exactly that. Metaphorically <laughs> speaking. <laughs> we all <clears throat> So, Scott, because uh, he gets away from Wolverine, because Wolverine, after he gets blasted, goes all stab crazy. Also does standard uh, Marvel disguise. <laughs> For the movies, hilarious. Puts on a, a jacket, a hat. a hat. Already had the glasses. Well, also, no, he's already the had the visor, jacket. and he puts the hat on like it stops people from seeing the visor. <laughs> he's Cyclops in a baseball. Well, he's hat. like maybe they'll just think I'm the BK kid. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
what the hat was forward, not Which backwards. Also, he had those sunglasses when he took he took them off to blast Wolverine. Where did they go? Yeah, he also goes in. I think that was just an artist error because later he gets the sunglasses like. When he gets into the security deposit box, he get, grabs the sunglasses. Like, oh, this is so much better than the visor. Yeah, which was weird because because like, you already had sunglasses. You had sunglasses, <laughs> and now you're wearing these old ass clunky ones. <laughs> yeah, you. I want to be more conspicuous. Yeah, so Scott goes to a bank where he knows he has a safety deposit box, at least in his time. So he's hoping the older sell him has it there too, and he meets a, a not quite a teller, right? Is she, is she's a, is she a teller? Yeah, uh, but before we get to that, did you, because they flashed like a series of magazines, did you see what the magazine said? Uh, well, they show, like, I know there's like a table with some magazines, and there's that one that he had, was going to buy on the table. Yeah, and then you the know, other one says the Avengers Mutant cover-up. Yeah, and then there's another one uh, for Time Magazine that just says New Mutants. Oh. <laughs> Question mark. But yeah, they have Captain America's shield, and it's uh, for People Magazine, it says Mutant cover-up, Avengers Mutant cover-up. Like, they were covering up the fact that the Avengers and Mutants fought? Well, because they didn't tell everybody, obviously, it was the Phoenix and what happened, you know, and just yeah. like they didn't know the tri- or the charges that were being put against Cyclops, they just, no, he yeah. fucked up. Also, that bank teller is wearing a, uh, a some flair for the uh, X-Men. Yeah? She's got the little X on her. She got and if merch. you want, uh, <laughs> if you want some flair uh, like that, we offer that at our T-Public. Yeah, because you can get a pin, right? Yeah, you can get a small. Oh, wait, or a this, large this one. is what we're doing. Right Mid rolls. Boom. <laughs> I'm just saying they got them. We no, got them. Because they made a point. Yeah, they zoomed in on her pin. She's wearing an X Men pin, so Cyclops is like, "Oh, I can trust her," which is well, kind of weird. I think she'd probably get beat up for wearing that, but whatever. Well, why? Because mutants. She's are a mutant sympathizer, right but she's not like. Well, you think some racist care? You're wearing a mutant pin, you get beat. I don't think they're actively racist to that degree until they actually meet a mutant and then they freak the fuck out. The way you said that, though. the Jumbo Carnation. Carnation? Yeah. Well, that was earlier. It's a new time. The way you said that, though. And he was a Carnation. Remind me of the the current of uh, Marauders that they're doing (laughs) where Pyro is talking to a bunch of racists and he says, where is she? Get beat. That's the greatest line they've ever given Pyro. You know, I realize when he uh, comes back, he won't have that dumb skull tattoo yeah. yeah that's probably why he did it because he was it. like i'm gonna die eventually and at least i won't have this but what if xavier is like no make him have it you know you can just do tons of dumb stuff like your friend dies and you or is asleep and you're gonna literally like tattoo a ball sack on his head or something like that <laughs> <laughs> you gotta live with that <laughs> you're like i'm just joking bro and you stab him in the fucking temple <laughs> too dark <laughs> well, it's like, back to life. didn't we make this joke with chamber how it was like he either blows off his uh jaw or he blows oh, yeah. off his asshole <laughs> <laughs> and so like they made him and he was like oh I, I i choose not to blow off my jaw and then his just his ass just blows off on fire and now he's jet ass <laughs> yeah actually he's... he's just like kill me now do it over i want to lose my jaw <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> anyway. He meets Scott, the same end as Cyclops' Scott, jetpack. Scott goes to, uh, he ends up under the sea. Under Scott's the... jetpack has, like, three different endings. It blows up. Yeah, it but flies then off into a, the one that Hope had. Oh, uh, which she <laughs> took all three of them. 
But yeah, Scott's at the bank. Yeah, he's at the bank. She's like, oh, wait, you don't have uh, your key or any ID, but all right, well, you're Cyclops. You're definitely Cyclops, so, so you I'll take you right to... And that's all you need. Yeah. yeah. She also says, aren't you like 40 years old? But canonically at this time, Cyclops is like 28 or 29. I know, I but... he's then, in his 30s. It, they, that, they say during... Um, I can't remember exactly what, uh, but like a recent storyline to this, he was like 25. And what? this is supposed to be like two to three years after that. I think that's decided after the fact, though. This yeah. is this is one of the references I was talking about where I was so confused later when they did um, that annual and they, you know, they had him just a few years ago. He was at MIT and he saves that guy from the clearly Professor Xavier looking dude who's not Professor Xavier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, when they established, like, so he was like... Uh, 19 or 20 in that uniform I was like all right this makes no sense because you know how, they say in this he's like 40 and because this is one of a few times where they're going to do that well they didn't actually say his age she says you look like 40 oh so i know but crazy. everyone else is also saying like and they look 12 <laughs> i just have yeah. the responsibility yeah. of 40 yeah he's great <laughs> like being the president i just let a mutant nation since i was 22 because yeah if he's 25 then kitty's still 13 and a half pretty much <laughs> I thought he was only like five years older than her. No. Jean was only in the class ahead of her. So really, it should be a year. But Well, Xavier takes a long-ass time to recruit students. So. Grooming. It's grooming. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to really put in the uh, the elbow grease on the one class first before yeah. getting a new batch. Got to maximize the results. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they go into the safety deposit box. <laughs> We're still there. <laughs> Yeah. And he's got a, We're still at the very beginning. He's got a sick pair of Bret Hart sunglasses in there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he's like, oh, these are so much more comfortable. Uh, and then he, he sees a bunch of money, and he's like, thank you, Scott Summers. And he sees the uh, invitation for his wedding. Yeah, a lot of with, naked pictures of Emma in there, too. Uh, that wasn't in the... Oh, that's just in my copy. You, <laughs> apparently, you can't read subtext. That's what he was thanking Scott Summers for. <laughs> yeah. like all the weird shit he sees that he put in there, like after he remembers, like what the fuck is this? It's just like a size chart of his penis measurements. <laughs> <laughs> Later, yeah. when Wolverine takes back his uh, his jacket, like Scott forgot the pictures in the coat, the, the, the pocket. And he's like, like what? He... Oh, just put them back in there. <laughs> Thank like... you, Scott Summers. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> We just said that penis size chart remind me of uh, like when they do the kid size chart as it's getting bigger, but it's just a penis chart. <laughs> it's like it's not just like lines; it's detailed illustrations. <laughs> he traced it. <laughs> so the teller goes to t- tell the other teller. Her. <laughs> yeah, who's also a woman. It's crazy. They name her exactly what she is, uh, and and does. But she goes and tells the other other teller that. You'll never guess who's in the safety deposit box room. It's Scott Summers. And the, the other one's like, you mean like the mutant terrorist yeah. Scott Summers? What a snitch. And she's like, well, like, you know, that stuff's all fake, right? That's like the propaganda cover-up of the Avengers and the United States government. And then the other teller's like, did you break your brain? No, he's a terrorist. So she gets a security guard, and she's like, uh... You know, we got to get rid of this guy because he's a terrorist and he's just in. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying so hard not to sneeze right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just in the safety deposit box doing 
what well, room doing whatever. God knows what. Jerking off in the mines. <laughs> Boy, he's got those pictures. Yeah. <laughs> he's got all them pictures. Yeah. And his penis size check. <laughs> he's got to compare. <laughs> Yeah. Like older Scott, like he, like the way people mark on a, like a door frame or whatever. Older yeah. Scott has his mark, and he's like, oh, "I wonder if I get any bigger." <laughs> he's like, "Well, where do I compare now?" Oh, fifteen makes sense. He's like all demoralized because he yeah. sees the charts bigger. He's like, "Oh," <laughs> it was like it just it shrinks. What the fuck? So Wolverine shows up and he's like, "Hey, you jerk." You know, Get they out of here. do reference how big Cyclops' balls are later, though. Yep. <laughs> Directly. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do. Yep. So, uh, Wolverine shows up because there are some uh, security guards with guns drawn on Cyclops. And he's like, what are you drawing guns at people for? Like, did he rob a bank? Did you rob the bank? And he's like, no, I didn't rob the bank. He's like, see, he didn't rob the bank. Like, Get out of our way. And he pulls out an Avengers card, and he's like, Captain America says this makes me more important than you. And so put your guns on the ground. I like it's like you're a mall cop. <laughs> I like that dialogue where he's like, put the guns down. And the officer's like, on the ground. He's like, yes, put the guns down on the ground. <laughs> yeah. You fucking idiot. <laughs> and he grabs Scott by the ear, pulls him out of the bank. And Scott's like, uh, let me go. Why can't you just let me go and leave me alone? And they get into an alley, and he's like, all right, all right, calm down, calm down. I'm not Wolverine. Yeah, calls him Honey first, though. Yeah. He says, Which I thought was hilarious. Oh, Darling. Was Mystique. Yeah, it was Darling. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? He's like, Scott Darling, not everything is what it seems. Hey, I'm Mystique. <laughs> He's like, what the what? Which then How he immediately gets turned on by Mystique. Oh, uh, yeah. He's like, whoa, offended is not the word I would use. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. He's like, why'd you rescue me? I heard about the pictures of Emma. <laughs> OG move. <laughs> Why does that sound like a YouTuber? That sounds like fucking life drinks. <laughs> OG move. Oh, yeah. YouTuber. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so Mystique uh, starts telling him some shit where she's not quite lying, but definitely exaggerating. She's like, yeah, so turns out. I mean, you did kill Xavier, but some people would argue not really you. And he's like, what do you mean not really me? He's like, well, the Phoenix Force was inside of Scott Summers, and some are arguing he couldn't control it. Yeah. Also, they never explained to him what the Phoenix Force is. Yeah, he this is... shouldn't know at this point. Yeah, over these next few books, that's they find out that, like, Beast, older Beast, kind of just it lied yeah. to them. Yeah. I, I feel like, though, she was like, yeah, he was possessed by the Phoenix Force. And he was like, right. And in his head, he's like, that sounds bad. <laughs> like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds so bad. So he was, he was possessed and did a thing that I, like, because he's thinking, like, all right, I can never imagine uh, doing anything harmful to Xavier, and now you're telling me that I was possessed by something? That's probably how I would have done something bad to Xavier. Yeah, she didn't say the Phoenix Force. She said, uh, like a cosmic word force, is, yeah. he was under the influence of a power he couldn't control. See, that's yeah. even worse, though, because for the rest of his life, he, like, gets the mind of Apocalypse in him, and he's like, is this it? Do I kill somebody now? Like, and then something else, like, gets, because uh, he gets, like, four different uh, things he has to take into his brain before, like, the void at one yeah, point. The yeah, void, the void, apocalypse. So each time until like he gets to the Phoenix Force, he's got to be like, "Is this it? 
Well, he's not thinking that. He's good. Yeah, but I'm saying... Because he doesn't like, get those th- memories back until after his resurrection. That would be the impl- implication, implication, though, yeah. at this point. Yeah. And she is lying to him because she's straight manipulating him for her own... Yeah, well, because she's not, actually. She's she's telling him the truth only to then lie to him and be like, the only person who can stop you is you. You're the only person. You gotta kill you. Because no one, no one can stop... <laughs> Scott Summers, he except just, Scott Summers, you're he, you're ruthless, and he's he like, just, I'm not ruthless, and she's like, when you set your mind to something, you don't stop until you achieve it, right? That sounds pretty ruthless to she me. Said she's not ruthless too. I'm like, bitch, please. He pulls out a knife and just starts stabbing himself. She's like, no, that's not Wrong what I meant. Scott Summers. <laughs> she's like bleeding out of his eye. You said to be ruthless. <laughs> It's making me think of that video where the guy's like, no, Photoshop. He's like, oh, Photoshop? (laughs) That's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. (laughs) Uh, Another inside joke. So uh, he's like, uh, oh, and she's like, uh, in that school, right? That abomination of the school. Isn't that pretty terrible? You know what you should do? You should go. You should shut that down. Then you should go to yourself and shut yourself down. And then she's like, have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) And leaves. Like, yeah, that's going to fucking light that on fire. Wolverine just pulls up. He's like, get in the car. We're picking up chicks. <laughs> he's like, I'm out of a bank, which was hilarious. He just yeah. Because he does. He pulls up like a parent who just shows up to pick up their kid from soccer practice or some shit. And the coach had called their parents because they were misbehaving on the field. Yeah. Cyclops, when he does get picked up, he's like, it's like, what if I can't be saved? He's like, steal my shit again. And I'll, he's like, I'll cut something off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was actually there was a uh, a nice line Mystique had when she was pretending to be Wolverine was like, "Look, you shoot me, I won't get hurt, and then I'll cut your hands off, and then I go back to where I came from, and then you have no hands." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's up to you. Which at some point Wolverine should think about putting that into his conversational repertoire. <laughs> He'll write it down in his little notepad. <laughs> if you <laughs> shoot me. Like, I'm tired of cutting all these goddamn hands uh, It's off. like uh, Gorgon in that X-Men that book so where he just awesome. cuts all those uh, guys' arms off. And yeah. he's like, the old me would have just killed you, but the new me is more enlightened. Yeah. <laughs> That's a reference to Hickman's uh, X-Men number five. Yeah, it's such a great book. Such a great mo- uh, Magneto monologue, too. It's like, those dudes are probably all dead anyway. They're just, they're just all bled out. He <laughs> cauterized the wounds. Well, it's not like they could walkie-talkie for help. <laughs> he used a lightsaber. <laughs> so, uh, it jumps back over to Kitty, though, who's training the only three X-Men who are around. And even Bobby's like, so we're not going to wait for uh, Scott and Angel. It's like, they'll come when they come. And uh, Bobby's all like, I'm an X-Man. I don't need to train like this. And... She's like, yeah, for like, what, two weeks you've been an X-Men? You don't know what you're talking about. He's like, well, I fought Magneto. He's like, you fought Magneto once, and I saw that. You threw snowballs at him. Yeah. And he's like, your balls haven't dropped. Eunice the Untouchable, I totally touched him. He's <laughs> touching that, Eunice. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, that sounded wrong. Like, <laughs> Although, that's not really what he means. Foreshadowing. Meant. Yep. But I like she was just dissing him. She was like, "I can make," or he says, "I can make ice with my body." He's like, "Your flabby baby boy body." <laughs> <laughs> she calls him Ice Boy, and she makes him attack him, and then she does it like a judo fucking throw. Yeah, and she's also like, "You have like the same attitude as my Ice Man, but 
I find him charming, like, where you annoy me. And then yeah. Gene's like, you find the older one charming? <laughs> like, they're all just annoying. Yeah, so she kind of owns him in that and is like, see, you guys do need to train and start listening to me and taking me seriously. Um, and then... Kitty calls Iceman sexist for not punching her in the nose. Right, oh, so yeah. I'm not hitting a girl. Which is kind of weird because at this point they're training with Gene. I don't know. It seemed weird that he'd have that attitude. Yeah. So Scott shows up and he's holding the uh, wedding invitation. He hands it to Gene. And he just walks off kind of mad and she's kind of teary. Yeah. It's a weird thing. She's just glad to be invited. <laughs> so formally? Yeah. Well, because there's still a lot of tension between Gene and Scott at this point. Because where we end in um, five. issue five, Scott tries to talk to Gene and she blows him off. Some bullshit. Yeah, for like no reason. The yep. writing is weird, yeah, because she's like, get the hell away from me, Scott. And then yeah. now we got this going on. Everybody's like pissy at him and like so supportive of Gene. And she's the only one who's acting like a total fucking supervillain at parts in this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, coming up. But I mean, it makes sense why he'd want to leave. Like, Warren's freaking out, so he can't go to Warren. He probably blames Beast, and Bobby's too immature. Probably Gene was the only one he could, could go to. And she's shunning him, so he's like, fuck, and he just leaves. Yeah, well, and he meets this mystique chick that gives him a boner and tells him all these nice, flattering things, even though they're super dark. And then she just leaves, and he's like, oh, that was weird. <laughs> I like, though, that they're, they're like, sitting on a bench talking, and he puts his backpack over his <laughs> <laughs> Like, he takes the jacket off, but he, like, yeah, he's now covering his, like... <laughs> He, he ties it around him, but in the opposite direction. <laughs> that most people tie jackets around their waist. It's like this is. I'm from the '60s. This isn't lame yet. He's normally the type to tie it around the chest, though, not the waist. Oh, 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 <laughs> over, over the shoulders. Over the shoulders? Yeah. I think that's more Warring Worthington the <laughs> Third. Speaking like of a... which, uh, issue eight. Good transition. Nice. Yep, picks right up with uh, both Warren Worthington the Thirds. <laughs> so the third squared uh and they're uh you know flying and younger warren's having a hard time keeping up with older warren and he keeps asking him questions like why are my wings metal <laughs> and shit and and uh older warren's just sort of ignoring him the whole time and then uh so he keeps realizing just, things are off just like every other person <laughs> yeah he's even being ignored by himself uh and then uh Older Warren sees that Hydra is attacking Avengers Tower. And uh, so they go and start attacking Hydra. I say Warren sounds high. The old Warren. Because young Warren's freaking out like, what happened to you? What's up with your wings? What's going on? And he's like, whoa, you need to relax, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's fly. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he's Angel. Like, that's it. Like, his whole personality right now is, like, he's super smart but super mellow. Yeah. Like, he's practically a genius. Uh, because he starts off with no th memory and little to no thoughts. He's basically a baby in a man's body. And at the school, he just becomes, like, a genius. And, but he's still, like, you know, spacey yeah. in his brain. Like getting those nugs from Storm's Attic. <laughs> it's so weird that everybody in, like, the X-Men is either... It's a callback to our greenhouse. <laughs> either stupid or a genius, though. Yeah. Like, nobody's kind of average intelligence. It's either, like... Which, Bobby is kind of average intelligence, but they always act like he's fucking dumb. Yeah. Uh, Scott probably comes the closest to being, like, because he's not a genius, but he's, he's also not an idiot. He's a genius tactical leader. 
Yeah, but because it's such a specific niche, he probably comes the closest to an average intelligence. Yeah. I mean, all the other ones are kind of niche with, like, theoretical physics. That's a that's a pretty niche topic. Well, I it's a pretty broad topic. It's theoretical. So is yelling commands. <laughs> you yell anything. Cover, yeah. cover a broad <laughs> commanding <laughs> voice. <laughs> like, hey... Shoot a thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, apparently Hydra has these, like, tanks made out of balsa wood because... Yeah, you never heard of balsa tanks? (laughs) Because Younger Warren is just smashing through them. Double stomping the fuck out of all these things. I'm like, what what is going on here? It it didn't make sense. He's just smashing machines with his feet. Like, older Warren makes sense. It should be reinforced glass, but he went through glass. Yeah. <laughs> they really cheaped out on it. But, like, his only move, though, is to, like, fly at a thing and then drop kick it. Yeah, but she, He does it, like, three or four times. She also does say, uh, the Hydra leader does say that they cheaped out on, like, all their help. Yeah. I feel like that was a writing error. It was probably meant to be older Warren. Because it looks like he just flies straight through the ship or whatever. And it explodes, which makes no sense. Yeah. Well, older Warren is like tearing them apart. Well, yeah, pretty he should easily. be. Yeah, I feel like it was yeah. a got metal wings. error because it doesn't make sense that he could do that. Obviously, he's just gonna splat against that thing. <laughs> yeah, the whole time, younger Warren is like, "Hey, why don't we call the Avengers?" And older Warren's like, "Oh, do you have a cell phone?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, you should." All right, yeah, I agree. We can call the X Men or the Avengers. You got a phone? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'll go find a phone booth." <laughs> he's like, "I don't carry one on me." Do you see how tight this outfit is? <laughs> And I mean toy. <laughs> like a toy. <laughs> but uh older Warren's like, so wait, the Avengers, they're not even they're not even here. You guys are fighting an empty building? You're so lame. You can't even fight the Avengers. And they are getting owned by two Warren Worthington the thirds. Like, that's sad. Yeah, they're not gonna put that on their resume. Got ass beat by two angels. Like, at one point, the younger angel gets his wing singed, and he's like, oh, you're gonna burn me? And then he actually starts wanting to fight and beats the shit out of more of them. It's crazy. And then, uh, when you do think that, because younger Warren gets hit, and he starts falling, uh, and the Hydra lady has got him in her sights to shoot him, and then uh, Thor just shows up, and he's like, get out my home. Well, it's a, it's the whole Avengers. Yeah, I know, but he is the one who does the <laughs> He's thing. He's just up front, but Hulk is giving his pouty lip shh yeah. face. Like he's got one finger over his lips. Yeah, and older Warren catches him, and he's like, don't worry, I can heal you. And, and younger Warren's like, what? Heal me? Since when can I heal people? And uh, there's this awkward moment where he realizes, like, this ain't me. And then it's followed by older Warren admitting, I'm not you. <laughs> he's like... Okay, so I was you, but uh, I'm Angel now. That you's gone. That's so confusing. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, that's what I'm saying, too. (laughs) Of course you're not me right now. I'm me right now. You were me in the past. And I'm Angel, too. (laughs) (laughs) You're speaking in riddles? (laughs) It's like, I get it. You're wearing the uniform. When you're in the uniform, you're Angel. (laughs) But we both know we're Warrington. Oh, oh, Warren Worthington. Uh, and then Cap shows up and he's like, so why are there two of you? And that's a, a fair enough question. Yeah. So Cap goes to the mansion and is just like whispering at Beast while everybody has to guess what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, 
Which is weird that, like, he singles out Beast to be like... Because it's his fault. No, no, I know. But, like, as in Mutant Matters, I'm going to discuss it with this guy. I'm, I'm talking to my mutant. It kind of yeah. skips forward, so I'm guessing that Young Warren said it was Beast. Because I mean, he says, why are there two of you? And then it skips to Captain America showing up at the school. Yeah. But you'd think Captain America would be talking to the X-Men as a group. And he has, has Beast come over to him. Yeah, but it's also not the first time that somebody was like, oh, like, uh, this had to be the responsibility of an X-Men. What X-Men could do this? And then, like, there's already been, like, one or two situations where they're like, Beast. This is obviously Beast. Uh, right. I'm saying the dynamic of how it happens. Usually, like, usually that situation is Scott and whoever the other person is. And that's because Scott's the leader of the X-Men. Beast is not the leader of the X-Men. He just pulls Beast aside to talk to him directly about a, an issue concerning all the X-Men that, yeah, Beast is responsible for, but, like, Cap, like, he's both mad but also, like, trying to understand from Beast's he's perspective. He's not mad. He's disappointed. I think it was science talking that's why I went to Beast. It wasn't, like, an X-Men problem. It's, like, are you going to destroy all of time right now? Do you know what you're doing? Because I have absolutely no idea what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, we can actually see what they're talking about through Kitty and Iceman. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because that's what happens is that uh, Iceman and Kitty end up having the conversation on their behalf, like just guessing at what it's going to be. It's a little and funny. They're fucking nailing it. Yeah. Um, and then young Scott just sort of walks out and goes up to, uh, I, to I, Captain America and shuts him up by just saying, hey – Nice to meet you. I'm going to do everything I can to undo this stuff. Peace. And then Captain America's just like, I, uh, all right. He's got his old glasses back, by the way. Yeah. I have to point out, though, what part of what uh, Iceman said doing the voice of Captain America. Because uh, <laughs> Kitty is saying, as Beast, like, talking about the space-time yeah. continuum. And Iceman, as Captain America, says... Don't talk to me with your double-talking space science jibber-jabber. I'm from the 1940s. I don't understand how you people do it with your Model T Fords and your <laughs> ladies that walk around with their arms uncovered. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And Wolverine compliments Cyclops, which was weird. Also, Kitty says, we are not children, except most of us are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Angel, like, they hear an alarm go, well, first, Cap, it's really fucked up. Uh, Cap is talking to Beast as they're leaving, and he's he's basically like, "You're gonna fix this, right?" And he's like, "Sure." And he's like, "Come on, seriously, you're gonna you're gonna fix this? They're gonna go home, whatever. Like, this isn't gonna damage the space time continuum. I don't know. Can you promise to do at least your best?" I am. <laughs> you were just being a pain in the ass. <laughs> like he's like, "Please tell me you have this under control." I don't have this under control. <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea what's going like, on. Can you at least keep me in the loop? There is no loop. <laughs> <laughs> where, where I was saying that um, that Kitty and Iceman are nailing what the actual conversation is, it's because uh, they say, what should I do? What should I do? Hank, so help me if you know where Scott Summers is and you're not telling us. And he's like, dear Captain, if I knew where Scott Summers was... And then it cuts to Captain America, and he's like, and if you find out, and if I find out that you know and you didn't tell me. <laughs> so, and, uh, they hear they hear the alarm going off, um, and Beast is like, that's coming from my lab. They go over, and they see that it's Angel, and he's desperately trying to get the time cube to work so he could go back to his own time. And they're like, Warren, you can't do this. We all agreed to stay here. And he's like, I didn't agree to shit. 
and I don't want to be here, and this doesn't make any sense, and me doesn't make any sense, like, we don't belong, and then uh, he suddenly shifts his entire demeanor to, like, why is everyone looking at me? Anyone else hungry? Let's go get lunch. And they see that it's Gene, and Gene had just, like, completely altered his mind to get him to get under control. She's got some funky old-style hair, you notice that? Yeah. (laughs) It was, She's from the '60s. Yeah, but it was like extra in this in those two panels for some reason, and I like that they automatically assumed it was Quentin. It was like somebody's breaking into the lab, and Storm's just like Quentin Choir. That's yeah. fair. that's fair. It is fair. And you gotta <laughs> yeah. think, Angel's from the '60s, and he's fucking with this like super space age computer. He has no idea what the hell he's doing in that thing. He does just say though he was just pressing buttons because yeah, sh- they're like you don't know how to do that, and he's like who cares? I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. I know this is the thing that takes us home. So. <laughs> I just gotta press enough buttons and I'll be somewhere that's not here. He's gonna turn himself into a frog or something crazy. <laughs> but he's still got the wings. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, that brings us into the next issue where uh, they're doing a danger room simulation. Yeah. And the previous X Men, or the original X Men, their mind is just blown about how advanced the danger room has gotten. They're like, it was just like hoops and medicine balls and that little machine that you stand on and it shakes your ass for you. <laughs> That's all we had. And now I mean, Xavier had like his physical therapy stuff in the corner too. <laughs> so, like, the only one he let use that ass shaking machine was Gene. <laughs> yeah, so they're in the danger room, um, which you don't know it's the danger room right away because it looks like they're just um, in, in Times York, Square. Yeah. And uh, so then Sentinels attack. And you realize by the demeanor, like, okay, this is definitely the danger room now. Um, oh, right before the Sentinels attack, though, um, Jean is talking to Kitty. Kitty's sort of chastising her about what she did to Warren uh, and how that ain't cool. And you can't just control people whenever you want to get something done. She's all like, yeah, well, it worked, though, right? And it was yeah. the right thing to do. He's like, it's never the right thing to do to just take control away from someone else. Like, that and the been... whole the whole time during this conversation, she's like sneaking into Kitty's head and pulling out information, and Kitty's like, "Get the hell out of my head! I warned you enough times. Get out." Yeah. Um. And then yeah, because at one point she asks like, "Does anyone know what a sentinel is?" And she says, it, "And it's like, I just fucking said, get out of my head." Yeah. And you just did it. And she's like, "Oh, sorry, last time I promised." And like, "Ah, you liar." Yeah. She. You you lion mind thief. She gets worse at doing this. Yeah. Um, so the Sentinels attack and it's a disaster for all of them. Uh, Scott trying, well, yeah, he's trying to form, like, he's trying to get everyone to work as a team, uh, and attack, well, to defend themselves against the Sentinels in a way that makes sense. Uh, while Beast kind of just makes Warren take him up to the biggest Sentinel. He's like, I can uh, solve all this. Just send me up to the tallest one. And Iceman's just flailing around doing Iceman shit yeah uh, ignoring to, the scott he tries to tackle kitty out of the way of uh of a sentinel attack but she just phases through everything yeah including bobby like Iceman yeah. just goes right through her uh and jean's trying to help with her telekinesis but no one's really following anything scott's saying even though he is saying it uh and then beast even when he gets dropped off on the largest sentinel like Warren's like, all right, now what? And he's like, I don't know. Look busy. Get out of here. Like I'm more important than you. I'm gonna solve all this. And then he's trying to take apart the Sentinel, only for himself to get electrocuted and he falls off. Yeah. Uh, and so 
you know, right before everyone's about to get crushed and die and get, you know, just lose horribly, Kitty shuts the program down. And she's like, so what'd you all do wrong? Because you did everything wrong. I mean, you don't say everything because we know that. So specifically, what'd you do wrong? And Beast is like, fuck off. We know what you did wrong. Like, you don't have to say it. We get it. <laughs> yeah, which is like a weird... Uh, Beast is such a fucking bitch. Yeah. Uh, and like, yeah, as all the uh, original... He, he probably did the worst thing. Yeah. <laughs> Besides stealing people's thoughts. But uh, as they're all like walking out of the danger room... Uh, Jean looks inside Cyclops' head, and she's like, "Who is Mystique?" Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't. I was. I was gonna break down what they did wrong, but yeah. What did Beast do wrong, though? Well, he he, Not he breathed to air. And yeah, because during she, the fight. Well, he d- just decided to go off on his own on like an on a, like he didn't really have a plan. He didn't know if what he was gonna do was gonna work, and then it didn't work. Yeah, he doesn't understand Sentinels at all. Yeah, or teamwork. It, he just decided, I'll figure this out because I'm the best at being me, and yeah. Yeah, which isn't even true. There's another him. Yeah, it's better. It's better, and I it's think. still not great. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she tells Bobby, like, you didn't even do your research. Like, you would have known that I phased through things, and that with, especially with electricity, I disrupt it. So, I was never in any danger. You should have been saving anyone else, any civilians or your own teammates who were in jeopardy of uh, getting hurt. And she's like, Scott, you uh, you were great in the field in a sense, but like your men weren't following you. He's like, are they my men? Because they weren't listening to me. And she's like, yeah, well, you were the one barking orders, right? Your guys. And they weren't listening. That's a problem. So it that was a weird thing where it was like, what do you do in that situation? You're a leader, but no one will follow you, but you're telling them to follow you. And then the, the answer is, okay, well, you suck at being a leader because they're not following you. So get them to follow you. What? Also, we're telling Jean she's the leader right, every yeah. time we can. It makes sense. It's like, oh, every you're time we can. Cyclops because all of them still are like bitter towards the older version of him. Yeah. Like, you're great out there except for the fact that everybody else has a listening problem. <laughs> yeah. So that's somehow your fault. Yeah. Because even he's like, well, uh, they won't listen to me. Everything like, you did was great except for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did great except for the things you did that other people did. Yeah. And so Gene, uh, like she was just told not to, goes inside Cyclops' mind uh, and learns about his boner he just had. He was like having sweaty thoughts. He was like, <laughs> like right on the surface. Who's Misty? <laughs> She is mad too when she hears when she realizes the yeah, name Mystique, and she has no reason to be mad. I mean, Kitty, sure, but Jean has no reason to be mad. But she seems mad. She's jealous. Yeah, I mean, you pushed a guy away from you when you got to the future, act like he was a monster, and then get upset that he had a conversation with somebody you don't know. Well, I had a boner, but yeah. <laughs> she did, did she read his boner? Well, she's or reading she his, read mind, his mind. In his mind, there's a lot more than a conversation. <laughs> Maybe she just got the message he confused was, of his measurement chart in Mystique. He was really into the idea of a shapeshifter. <laughs> <laughs> there's also, like, dangerous territory of her misreading stuff. I mean, like, are you into Wolverine? Because <laughs> since right around the same time you she saw just, him, you got a boner. She hears Wolverine call him darling <laughs> in his head. So they start chasing Scott because they want to know like why uh, he he knows Mystique and 
he doesn't want to answer them because he just wants to be left alone. And he ran out. Covered, <laughs> yeah, he does. Covered his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he doesn't appreciate when people poke around in his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kitty doesn't like it when it happens to her, but she can. She doesn't care if it happens to Cyclops. Yeah. No, that's and okay. speaking of Mystique, the story jumps over to Maria Hill landing at the raft uh, with Sabretooth and Animanium Shackles. Being like, look, we just picked up Sabretooth and we got to drop him off in one of these cells. What's fucked up is uh, two out of the th- three things you said are not true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that. So, because all the soldiers, well, sort of soldiers, right? Like they're, they're shield police agents. agent shield. Oh, yeah. Shield. Uh, they're like, well, you didn't, we didn't get word that you were coming. He's like, yeah, it was last minute. We just picked him up. This is the closest place. So, you know, uh, Take me to the prison rooms, please. And so they're taking her. He's like, oh, by the way, uh, not animanium shackles. And Sabretooth just starts ripping them apart. And <laughs> also, like, do we even make those? <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm not Maria Hill. And it's Mystique. And yeah. she but lets we up. did land here. That part was true. Yeah, that was the, that was the true part. They landed on the raft. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're breaking out uh, Lady Mastermind. Or Mastermind. Yes. So they break her out. And she's like, hey, so... I decided, you know, fuck mutants and all that stuff. Xavier's dead. His dream's dead. Although, like, she was never a part of his dream. Yeah, but she's like, we're friends. We're cool. But you, you barely. The, yeah, but she's like, you saw the movies, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I do not like Lady Mastermind's uniform because it always reminds me of Emma. Yeah. The Marvel Now uniform. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, like the Black Queen. Also yeah. blonde hair. Black with the titties white. out. That's and the just hair. you. That is just you who can't tell blonde white women apart. Hey, man. In comics, though, that's everybody. Because if they put uh, Emma Frost's name over her, you would be like, oh, Emma has a new suit. Yep. So, uh... Fair. Because <laughs> nobody's ever drawn with distinct, distinctive features. Yeah, not really. I mean, unless it's an artist with a very consistent style, and even then, it's only in their book. Yeah, only in their book. Then when somebody else takes it over, it's they're drawn different. Yeah. I mean, House of M. The only difference between Matt Murdock and Scott Summers is the colored glasses. Actually, no, no, not, no even color, not even the colored glasses. The colored, the colored hair. shirt the, and the hair, hair yeah. is a little bit different. Yeah, it's brown and red. Well, Matt Murdock, Scott Summers, and uh, Wonder Man. Yeah. They all, yeah, all red glasses, all had the exact same build, same face structure. No, Wonder Man's jacked. They were, no, they were all jacked in House of M. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. They, they all the exact, it's like, uh, when they're you're playing wrong. a game. Yeah. It's like when you're playing a game and like, they only have one of three body molds for the characters <laughs> when you're making a character. <laughs> oh, like the X-Men. Game. Yeah. Like the X-Men game. <laughs> like, who do you want to be? Skinny, fat, or jacked? <laughs> Uh, so do at uh, at this point after the whole raft situation. Uh, well, first she's like, so the dream's dead. Uh, what do you say we just get really rich and buy an island and hang out? And she's like, all right, that sounds better than being in prison. Have some orgies on an island. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Little do they know, Hickman. <laughs> they weren't invited. <laughs> so uh, Matt, she's like, can you take care of these guys? And he's like, yeah, I could take care of them. I could do like scary. And she makes Marvel zombies attack the rest of the shield agents and they run away yeah Ooh. she's like i can do scary and then she reenacts the uh hercules and wolverine scene <laughs> then next she's like i can do sad she just shows them all the scene from the lion king <laughs> mufasa's de- uh, death scene they're all just crying 
but yeah, he goes from uh, that to Warren is confronting Beast. He's like, hey, man. You suck. Yeah. You lie. You're a fucking lying piece of shit. <laughs> Where's the genocide? Yeah. yeah, which I'm happy they said that because it's like bringing you here to stop genocide. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what genocide? Yeah, because that happens in the uh, danger room with Kitty, actually, uh, where I think uh, Angel says, like, what? where's this genocide? And she's like, genocide? And uh, I think one of the other ones tell Kitty, yeah, Beast came and said there was going to be a genocide. And then Scott's like, those exact words. Yeah. <laughs> and Kitty, yeah, Kitty was kind of taken aback that Beast had said that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, genocide. Because it's a fucking lie. Yeah. So it shows right there, like, she's, it's already not a foregone conclusion that they're all in agreement to how severe the situation is. And that Beast was taking it to a whole nother level. And, and his his response to to Warren is like, well, I mean, I brought you to stop genocide. So since there's no genocide, it worked, and I'm a genius. I love your beast voice. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, actually, we're yeah, we supposed to be stopping. I, I turned it to Kermit. Because <laughs> he was saying it. We're supposed to be um, stopping for a genocide. Hey, that's ah. not this podcast. <laughs> oh. yeah, it, was, it wasn't happening yet, but it was going to happen. I brought you here to prevent it. It looks like I did. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't see any genocide. You're welcome. Yeah, he's like, where's this genocide? He's like, exactly. <laughs> and then he's uh. He's all like, there is no genocide. Oh, my stars and garters. <laughs> and <laughs> because Cyclops two. shows up. <laughs> yeah, with uh, the mastermind. Because <laughs> Emma, like, same outfit. outfit. Yeah. Emma's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> the mastermind. He's got shoulder pads. That's the only difference. You know what's great, by the way, is that Storm gets a complete makeover between issues 8 and uh, 10. Was she in nine? You don't see her, but she is. That's sort what of. she was getting them. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, because nine and ten are like the same day. And eight was, uh. Yeah. <laughs> are you a fucking dog? What? No, I. That was me. I just got thrown off. He pointed out the window. Was and I cat. was like, what? And there's a cat. So he's just pointing at a cat. He's very important, everybody. <laughs> So, all right, so... We'll fix this in part. Uh, <laughs> why'd you blame me? Because I, I didn't see him. I just saw you oh. mid-sentence go... I didn't think it was going to be so derailed. I thought it was going to be like a quick glance. And we got Mystique walking around. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Storm goes in a, in a day, right? Because she's in her... Uh, the Like, she has long hair and the black, like, one piece with the cape. When Gene uh, stops Warren from leaving. And then the next day, she's getting chastised for stopping Warren like that. And then Warren goes off to confront Beast. And then Scott arrives. And then it's like they're in the living room, sort of, right? Or some room that looks like a living room. Because uh, it's a mansion. There's so many. Um, in a mansion. That's and they show Storm. And she's in the completely different suit. She's got the mohawk. Yeah. Now and like the the weird X on her chest area. That might have happened in uh, X Men. The all female book was going on right now, and she was in it. Yeah. Also, that's quick, what I'm saying. Like it's crazy. Like it changed like that, like yeah. instantly. Yeah. Also, quick side note: Mystique's using her old group that she just got to 
uh, illusion bank heists, basically, steal money. She's using the X-Men, you're saying? The, the illusion of the X-Men to steal money from Well, that's X. not even a side note. That's, like, how 10 starts. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't do that part. So. Well, because we just are getting into 10. <laughs> well, then the thing... <laughs> yeah, so it's dark. Yeah. It's not. It's at this point. It's not a very important storyline. Um, well, sort of. Like it's like a C plot. It's uh, th- there's a ar- an armor truck that's gonna leave, and they're like, how many? How much money we're hauling? It's like eighteen million. He's like eighteen million. I haven't hauled this much. This uh, security guard speaking to another one. Um, and the other security guard is like, okay, two million, eighteen million doesn't matter. We're getting paid the same. We're just driving the truck. And then uh, they get attacked by the X-Men and Wolverine, like the younger X-Men. And they're like, oh no, mutants. And they get robbed for all $18 million. Which is weird that they use the X-Men because it doesn't get referenced. They're just like mutants. Yeah. Because they don't care. They don't see them as a group. They see them all as one thing, mutants. Yeah, Yeah, but that also means they could have just not did the illusions. Yeah, that's that's weird. Uh, well, I guess it makes it obvious, right? Because if it's just powered people, like, they could be thinking, you know, it could be anybody. Oh, yeah. Because people are getting powers from all sorts of things, but the X-Men are exclusively mutants. And it's yeah, also, like, blue. defaming the original X-Men plus Wolverine, who's, like, their poster boy. Because he's the Avenger X-Men. Yeah, he's got a card and everything. Yeah. Laminated. Actually, Mystique has that card. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what if that's not even a real thing? Is she that just like made a, it up? Is that, like, a part of her body... That she mutated, or did she get that made? No, it's got to definitely be a part of her body. I think all her clothes are a part of her body. That's weird. Yeah. That, like, you can use pieces. Like, can she transform a jacket as a part of her and then take the jacket off? And then when she, she, she shapeshifts, it. does it just change? It's just skin. <laughs> just <laughs> hanging on a chair. Like, I have so many questions about Mystique. I was, I was literally thinking of all those same things. Like, how do the boots work? Are the boots her feet? Are her feet boots? When she tells Scott, like, this is my true form, when he's like, well, who, who are you now? When she changes into a regular form. And she's like, this is me. And I was like, wait, so what if she means literally? Like, those boots are her feet. Like, her feet are boots. <laughs> like, she doesn't have a heel and toes and stuff. Like, just it's just... boots. <laughs> yeah. She's born with boots. She is just the boots. The rest is <laughs> a dummy that she puts inside of them. Um, so, yeah, Scott extends an offer to the, uh, the students, older Scott, because he shows up and he's like, hey, so I got a school. Literally, come with me if you want to live. Yeah. But learn. Yeah. Learn and live. Revolution. And fight back. I mean, you know, there might be a bit of that. Uh, which, it, (laughs) I love that every time, though, that Scott goes to do something, uh, Magneto was like behind him sounding like a villain as he's being reasonable. <laughs> he's just like, and, and like, he's doing the same thing in, uh, X-Men right now with Charles Xavier where they'll be like, Oh, constantly. <laughs> yeah. We're like, well, we just want to teach everybody. We tried to do it like one way and it wasn't working out. And Magneto's like, and we will take our birthright as a, who sits on the King throne. And they're like, bro, chill <laughs> like it was going good and you're freaking out it's like that uh fantastic four x-men uh where, where xavier's just like look we've just become more pragmatic to the way things have to be and magnino's like because we are your betters yeah. <laughs> we're better than you and you and we have superpowers too i'm still better than you <laughs> he's doing ad-libs yeah 
<laughs> yeah, and so uh, <laughs> can you do this? And he's got those little balls that clank back and forth. Ooh, <laughs> now he's ball fondling over there. <laughs> yeah. So Scott's like, uh, you know, if you guys want to learn to to defend yourselves, this is you know we're accepting people. And he even tells like Kate is like, you do good work. Like yeah. fucking, he says they're accepting applications. So I feel like once I got back, they had to write down like, social security process. number. Like sex. so oddly formal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Krakoa shows up and eats them and spits them out Which after. Is weird yeah. that Krakoa, yeah. Like who was telling Krakoa like if he shows up, eat him. Also, that part's probably Wolverine. That part's not at all in the um, uncanny part. Yeah. Well, you see Krakoa as a head. It's up there. Like they just sort of gloss over that. Yeah, because works. all this stuff that's happening is sort of happening in a background because in the uncanny part, uh, it's all about Emma's conversation with the cuckoos. Yeah. yeah. I feel like uh, Choir put in an application. And, <laughs> and got denied? And they denied it. <laughs> well, because it was like the cuckoos were like, look, it's us or him. Yeah, well, because the cuckoos <laughs> left and he's like, oh, they're going. And he put his application in. <laughs> <laughs> I will go find out what they're doing. <laughs> uh yeah, so, uh, you know he fucking talks <laughs> like that too, <laughs> probably. So Scott's like, "All right, look, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go, but like, you figure it out. Talk amongst yourselves. Who want who wants to come with us?" Um, and then I think what was it? Beast was kind of being an asshole. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> he was, he, and actually, the other like people were starting to question Beast, like right. Uh, Adam too, um, and like a, about the whole like bringing us from the past and and all that, uh, well, bringing us them in their sense. Yeah. <laughs> the younger X Men were like, you brought us from the past for no reason, um, and they're talking about like and this whole Phoenix Force thing, like they got forced into them because that's what Scott was talking about. Is like if you guys really think, because he he goes on for kind of a monologue where he's like, if you really think I meant to kill Xavier, then kill me. Because I can't stand you guys thinking that about me. Like, I wasn't in control of myself, but whatever. Like, I'm do like we're being attacked out there, and someone has to do something about it. And if you want to be part of that, you could be part of that. And Wolverine is upset. Yeah, he's pretty mad. He's he, got so many weird faces in yeah. these parts. Like, he looks like a little like troll thing. He's like outraged every panel. Also. Glob is wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I just saw that and it's great. It's like they have school uniforms on because they're all yeah in some suits. They were cosplaying fucking Men in Black. <laughs> um, it was uh, Magneto says something to Beast where he's like, "You're way off base" or something like that, and uh, <laughs> which that's a baseball reference, and they don't even get to finish those games. Oh no! I'm thinking ahead to the next uh, issue, actually, because there's there's Bendis takes this uh, moment and stretches it between two issues. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uncanny. It's like half an issue. Yeah. So Scott extends that uh, invitation and leaves, and then everyone's like, "Hey, so what's this Phoenix stuff about that you guys weren't telling us?" Like Tony Stark put the Phoenix inside of the X inside of Cyclops and them, and you're not even like gonna bring that up to us. That it was broken and it caused us to do stuff. And he's like, hey, he did this stuff. Like, he reveled in the power and 
You know, he wanted to do all those things. Some, yeah, he wanted to plant crops. Yeah, like that's the thing he wanted to do. Like Scott is like bullshit. Hey man, we read the books. Yeah. <laughs> we saw the the digression of control. Is that why there's so much goddamn food here? <laughs> yeah, that was some bullshit because they were acting like he was so power hungry and using it for like bad purposes. Like no, he kind of just wanted to be left alone to help the world. Because even while it was happening, yeah. they kept blaming Scott for things that the other phoenixes were doing. He yeah. literally had three goals. Uh, during Avengers vs. X-Men. He wanted to end world hunger, uh, have world peace, and unlimited power for everybody. Yeah. And they had a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, And then Maria Hill chimes in uh, as they're questioning Beast, and uh, she's all like, hey, so you guys are mutants, and we're we're looking for a mutant who's kind of an asshole. Yeah, you all know each other, right? You're all related. Yeah. Oh, because the thing happens that that uh, the raft calls Maria Hill in, and then they like tackle her. <laughs> They're like, "Ah, you you Mystique." She's, She's like, "I'm not Mystique. Fuck what the up. fuck are you talking about?" And like, "Oh, well, Mystique came. She showed up with Sabretooth, and they took a prisoner." And they still sounded suspicious. Like, looking like you, just like you, <laughs> just like you. She's <laughs> like, "Are you profiling me?" And like, that's your what you always do is you profile people. <laughs> it's your whole job. You have profiles. <laughs> Not amateur files, of <laughs> course. So Those are professional goddamn files. <laughs> so uh, she's like, so Mystique's a mutant. She's not on staff with you guys or anything. And like, no. He's like, are you sure? She could be. She could turn into any one of you and be a teacher and do nice things. <laughs> Which doesn't sound like her at all. And they're like, Yeah, you have a history of rehabilitating villains and making them into teachers. And uh, it's like, anyone like been in communication with her or whatever? And uh, I think it's uh, Gene, right? Who's like, Well, actually, and he's referring to Scott having spoke to her. But then it pans to Scott, and Scott's actually uh, on his way out to see himself. Because he That's not a metaphor. Himself shows up with his group of cooler X-Men. And uh, he's like, God, you guys are cool. <laughs> and he's like, hey man, not cool. This stuff you're doing. I don't approve. And I'm your younger self, so you should listen to me when I say bad. <laughs> Which Beast's whole logic around this is completely flawed. Because would you listen to a 10-year younger version of you? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, you'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. I know for a fact I'm 10 years smarter than you. Like, I've done more things and I've gone through more things. And and also, I knew what I was doing when I was your age, and I don't approve. (laughs) (laughs) When I was 16, was I really making the wisest decisions? I keep my porn and safety deposit boxes now. (laughs) (laughs) I know where you keep yours. Also with all of my money instead of banking. I keep it at a bank, but in a box instead of uh, in the account. I don't believe in interest. That's how they get you. Yeah, fuck high interest yields. They're just going to lose the money in some scheme. I want my cash properly. So, uh, Scott's like, all right. He kind of just ignores himself. And he's like, so who is going to join me here? And uh, the cuckoos step up. They're like, we're down. Yo. <laughs> and uh, th- the other ones were just, because they were talking before uh, Scott got back. Like, who do you think is going to leave? And they were like, oh, the cuckoos for sure. Maybe Quentin. 
Nobody likes the cuckoos. Yeah, they're, they're like, like good. <laughs> Get those demonic triplets out of here. Fucking creepy. They make because they end the issue on so uh, you don't see the person, but they're like, who will join the X Men? Because somebody's like, oh, I'll join you. Yeah. And they literally show everybody except Angel, but they're like, who is it? Who could it be? <laughs> yeah. Is it the guy <laughs> we didn't show? Find out next week yeah. on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's how the uh, issue eleven starts. Is everyone like, no, you can't? And like Scott's like, I order you, you can't. I'm your le- as your leader. I thought uh, he wasn't the leader. That was right? a big load of shit. Everyone's just yelling at Angel. Like, yeah, basically everyone trying to stop him from going, and he's like, what to do, and they're like, it's a big deal. He's like, look, you guys aren't giving me any choice. I don't even want to be here. You're not letting me be here. You've mind controlled me to stop me from leaving when I wanted to leave, like. No, they between your guys's bullshit and their bullshit, their their sounds better. They're no. literally trying to control him. They're like, no, you can't go back home, and you also have to stay here. Yeah. If if like I didn't want to go camping, but like all my friends made me go camping, and the whole fucking time they just ignored me, I would be so fucking angry. Let alone in a different fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how can they expect him not to be pissed yeah. off? I would leave. And, and that's one of the things Scott was telling himself, too, is, like, we're not leaving. Because uh, when he sees his younger self, he's like, you're still here? You should have gone home. You guys need to go. And he's like, we're not leaving because we see that, you know, what we've been fighting for doesn't happen. And we're going to fix that. And we're going to do it here and now. We all agreed. We voted on it. And then in, in this moment, Angel's like, the fuck we did? <laughs> we didn't agree. And uh, Gene tries to stop him at one point, And... Uh, <laughs> half the book well yeah but I mean at the first point she tries to stop him and uh, he's like first of all I didn't vote to stay here like I didn't agree to vote and secondly even if I did agree to vote I didn't vote for it you still made me so I'm gonna go do what I wanna do and that's go with Magneto and these yeah. guys well, I think with the cool exact, outfits the exact way that they said it was like we all agreed to stay here and he's like, I didn't agree to stay here. And then even if I agreed to stay here, I'm not agreeing anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't fucking want to do it. Which makes sense. He's like, this is what I want to do. Like, he, why can't he choose what he wants to do? And Gene treats him like a little baby. Yeah. Get back in the house, Warren. And then, yeah. And then she starts to lose it because she's, uh, like, reading everyone's thoughts again. She does, like, a psychic burst. Because at one point, they're actually all literally surrounding Warren. Like, stopping him from going. Yeah, they're grabbing him and pulling on yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, and she blows like everyone away. <laughs> Thank you for you said that sentence really slow. Yeah. <laughs> because not gonna lie, I kind of burped a little bit. <laughs> like so, there was like a like a space in between blows and away. <laughs> so she blows everyone away, and uh, then Logan loses it too. Like he pops his claws, and this was kind of great because like uh, Bobby sees it, the older one. And he's like, dude. What are you doing? Like, put your claws away. But I love Magneto's like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you <laughs> like know my one... My thing is to make you useless. Yeah. That is what my power does. And, yeah, so Jean uh, does. She she's grabs uh, Warren. She's like, go back in the house, Warren. And so he starts going. And they're like, you can't just control him again. Like, what are you doing? You can't keep doing this. So there's like... There's tension between uh, Wolverine's X-Men side with how everything's, you know, falling out. Um, And then the 
Emma has the cuckoos go into uh, Jean's mind and sort of shut her down psychically. And then everyone's freaking out, like, stop them. They're hurting her. And she's like, fucking, she needs to, she needs this. She needs to know what it's like when you force your way into another person's mind when you don't want them to. And she's also being a bit, you know, sadistic because yeah. <laughs> they're she like has a, the a great hate boner Jean for Gray. Jean. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I liked it, though, because she has been being fucked up, Jean. Yeah. She's just been going in people's mind. And, she needed this. Yeah, yeah, she's been on a pedestal. She's been, you know, just violating like, people's rights, and now she's getting uh, mentally spanked, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, and even though they, like, voted to stay there, really she's the only one who, like, w- was, like, worse doing this. We're staying here. Everybody else was kind of like, I, I guess. They are more apprehensive about she's it. She's the one chick, so they're all just like, yeah, sure. And Bobby's like, why did she have to be the future? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, after that happens, and they all get ready to leave, Magneto says something about how, you know, he's disappointed, and that Beast brought all this on them all, and uh, then Scott agrees, like, you really did bring it on yourself. and Yeah, and he's being, like, pretty relaxed about everything, and then just at that, like, at that moment, he's like, yeah, it's really you, man. Yeah, um, and then after they leave, well... It jumps again, actually, to Mystique, but it's Pepper Potts, but obviously it's Mystique, because they're like, uh, well, you know, $18 million in this heist is cool, but, like, we need more money. So they're looking for bigger targets. And so she just walks up to this guy as Pepper Potts, like, hey, guy who controls all the main accounts for Tony Stark, uh, I just talked to Tony Stark, and he wants you to give me access to those accounts. And he's like... You talk to Tony Stark, he's in deep space. And she's like, we have our ways. So, yep. Uh, so, I'm going to need you to, to to open the server and log in and then leave the room. And he's like, that doesn't sound right. He's like, okay. <laughs> she's like, you know, but, okay. but do it. And he's like, well, what if I just go in the corner with my iPad? And she's like, no, I need you to leave the room. <laughs> and so, he, he opens the server and logs in. And then suddenly, like, explosion. She's like, oh, no. You should leave the room. <laughs> you should leave the room. We're under attack. It's the X-Men. And he's like, oh, no, I'll, I'll do emergency I did, procedures. I pictured her trying to sell it by hubbing the... She's like... Oh, no, we should go. Which is crazy when you think about it, that because there's other rich people that she could have robbed. Yeah, Tony but Stark, you know, in that really? you know, fucked Stark in that sense. Yeah, the guy who got him in this mess. Yeah, but I mean, the guy who can also probably stop you. But he's in deep space. Yeah, but it's like who is more likely to get that money back or to find out? His computer's made of nanites. It's Tony Stark. Just rob a normal billionaire. Why does it have to be Tony Stark? Yeah, I mean, name recognition for the book. Yeah, I mean, like right away, that's you know, why, yeah. Dumb on her part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, so Kitty uh, is back at the mansion. She's all like, hey, Jean, I see you're sad. Because Jean's like by herself on the basketball court. And she's like, no one would play a pickup game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people are skittish about that. We never get to finish anything around here. So they just don't even start anymore. <laughs> like, I still want you as a fan, but Stan, why are you so mad? <laughs> so she's like look what you've been doing it's not acceptable going inside of people's brains but i know you mean well and so promise to never do that because i'm actually really close to secretly sending you back to your own time against your will she's like i'm 
done with you if you if yeah you don't listen to me so real time. like stern about there are consequences if you fuck up again and i because this is because people are scared of you yeah. your own team is scared she's, of you she's and meta- they need to trust you <laughs> she's metaphorically giving her a hug with the gun in one hand <laughs> just aimed at the back of her head yeah kind of comforting yet strong yeah like, this is why no one will play basketball with you you're scaring them james <laughs> that and the sentinels <laughs> And also, our blackbird comes out from under this, so we yeah. don't actually play basketball on this court. And and we're actually about to leave in that in just a second, yeah. so you're gonna have to move because <laughs> because next they actually are in the blackbird, um, flying. I'm not sure where they're actually yeah. going to. They're just like flying. It's like when you're playing hockey in the street and you got to move the nets every time a car drives by. Oh yeah, <laughs> everyone's got to get off the court for the blackbird. To leave. But uh, they're in the blackbird. And it's suddenly they're having um, issues going on with it, and it's because Thor is forcing the Blackbird down, uh, and it is havoc in the Uncanny Avengers. Yep, which we will not be covering next week. <laughs> I feel like something just penetrated Bobby. He's like, what was that? I'll do the talking, and Bobby's like, my butt! <laughs> <laughs> Why am I excited? <laughs> like how I like I just like when Marvel does that though when they're like uh, they'll have a little caption and then instead of like just saying the thing they just put the title <laughs> so it reads in my head is like your brother and his uncanny adventures <laughs> it's like the Super Smash Bros <laughs> yeah yeah and and uh, Captain America looks so mad but obviously it's because of the uh, also- the attacks from. This is when they uh oh, the chin is when it comes catches forward. up with them. Yeah, his chin is so much smaller than, like it doesn't match the rest of his face. Oh yeah, it's funny because he says, "Come out with your hands up, like they're criminals," but then he's like, "You're in a lot of trouble, like they're gonna get grounded." Yeah, <laughs> I we found the nudie mags under yeah. your bed. Come out with your hands up. We <laughs> found the pictures of Emma. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we know about Rogue shaving your legs. <laughs> Wolverine, you're finally under arrest. That was a <laughs> reference towards X-Men Evolution. But yeah, that was uh, all new X-Men issues 6 through 11. Yeah. Because arcs don't make sense in Bendis' run. Yeah. Numerically. It's great writing. He actually, he, dealt, uh, he does dialogue so great. Yeah, I don't. Great. Because that was terrible <laughs> just then. But... Bendis does dialogue very <laughs> amazingly. Like, he does the, 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 does the, 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 the he <laughs> makes him speak words real well. <laughs> but yeah, we uh go like our Facebook page. Yeah, we got that. Yeah, and our Twitter. We got that. And our Instagram. We got four new Twitter followers this week. Nice. We're at eleven. Big time now. Yeah. I don't so know what to insane. do with this fame. I know. I might. I should probably follow us. <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, I should too. Set, be the example you want to see in the world. Yeah. You know. Be the change you want to see. <laughs> so all of those are at Max Men Podcast. You can find the links in the show notes. Uh, also, we have shirts and other assorted items that have our logo on it. Yeah. Go to T Public and then buy the stuff because we get some money from that, yeah. and we'd like some money and even more after. I'm unemployed. that's a thing that happened recently yeah so yeah also link in the show notes but uh yeah also if you could just share if you enjoy the podcast if you could just share it on your platforms or at least leave like a a rate and review on itunes that would really help us out a lot or if you just wanted to send money 
955 Scott Lake Road, Waterford, Michigan. <laughs> Sweet 105. Don't come here to kill us. Yeah, don't come here. Yeah, no, the ho- here. it's all windows here. We'd see you coming. Yeah. Yeah, also, you could probably perch somewhere and shoot us very easily. <laughs> Why are you making that a thing? You just told them it's all windows. Oh, God. Yeah, now you gave them an idea. Yeah, so. But they probably weren't thinking of shooting. Shitting? Shooting. You said shitting. Shooting. So, I think what we're trying to say is that's for today. <laughs> that's definitely what we're trying to say.